You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to... So... What are we doing here? Oh, do we want to go back to... I, I don't know. So you were saying that you... Uh, had I had dinner. dinner on Thursday night with yeah. a with a, an Amen Corner listener. Yeah. And she was relaying yeah. to me that she really liked the This she Is did. Season episode X. Right. But if you remember when we had that conversation with producer Doron, he right. was like, yeah, you guys should mix it up and talk about like, oh, this is the... Whatever blah, episode. Blah, 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 episode. This right is now. the episode where we fall down and drop something. <laughs> this is the episode where I get my hip replaced. <laughs> I so, feel like we're only like two seasons away from that. Uh, oh my god! Just so as I was going to say. So for old times' sake, let's do it. Okay. But Welcome. wait, what episode is this? I'll tell you in a second. All right. Listen up. Okay. Welcome to season seven, episode twenty-three. Of the MN Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. There Episode 23. Wow. We started, this, this season started out slow. I, I, I kind of, and it's really picked up pace. Yeah, but if you think about it, we're in March and we usually break for the summer right around like Memorial 30, Day. Like 34, is, 33. It's always been like 33. So I don't know if we're going to get to 33 this year. It may be close. Well, there may be some events that are coming up that might require like emergency uh, oh, really? You know, special reports. Oh, true. But I mean, we have gotten feedback from several people now that they, <laughs> they don't necessarily want us talking all Trump all the time. So we're not going to talk we're about. We're not going to talk about how it. he could potentially be arrested this week. Well, if he is, then maybe we'll have to do a special episode. I don't but know. Right people now, want to hear what we have to no, say about no one's it. day. Exactly. They're tired. Tired. They're tired. Are they saying that our shtick is tired? That's Could that harsh. be right? You gotta I mean, to, you gotta I'm not listen tired to your audience. Well, obviously, we're not talking to you at all, but you have to listen to your audience. I know we have so, to evolve or die. Ooh, oh my god! So we're talking about dying. We're talking about getting hip replacement surgery and dying. So this is just not, as I was feeling better. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not a hundred. No, I heard that cough earlier. I'm like, fuck, that's not good. Yeah, but instead of it being like every three minutes, it's now I'll cough like once in a while. That's nice. I did go to the doctor. And? He said, my chest is clear. It's like any virus. He said, stop being such a baby. And I wanted to make sure, you know, that everything was okay. Can't be too careful at my age, you know. And your advanced age. Yeah. (laughs) I was having drinks with two friends last night. And, and then you passed out. They but one turned fifty last year, and the one and the other one turned fifty like a couple months ago. Oh, so compared to you, they're babies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and one of them's like, "Wait a second, dude, you're gonna be fifty-five? You're Shut so old. Shut the fuck up, like, please." It's like I, it. I, I think of you as like fifty-two, and I was like, "Okay, well, what's the difference between?" 52? I think of you as fifty-two. <laughs> yeah. That's not the compliment that you think it exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the junior staffers not long ago at, at work said to me, he's like, what are you like? 
45? I was yeah, like, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that. I'll take it. Nice. Yeah, you're like, no, 54. And he's like, what? Yeah, well, it helps you have your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's having getting, hair. pretty great, though. Yeah, having hair, but it's a full head, and that's still important. Michael it, Cook had a full head of white hair at 55. Yeah, look, at some point, both of us will have white hair. Like, it's just a yeah. fact. If you live long enough, everything turns gray. Everything. Oh, really? So they say. That's going to be weird. So they say. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I've been told. Yeah. So what else did your friend who you were out to dinner with say about what she wanted us to do? Well, so and- she, she was all about us doing the, the Stephen Brad origin story. Because well, people she, think we, we've known each other since we were, you know, little, little kids. Right, right. And, and this is actually something that Jerome said as well, that he was like, right. well, you guys should tell the origin story. And we have, we certainly intended to do that. So why don't we just... All right, let's 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 do it. Okay. All right, so... So everybody, we're going to we're gonna go on it. We're going to time travel. Back to 2004. It's 2005. 2005 April, opening April, day April Yankee Stadium 2005 Open. Randy Johnson on the mound for the New York Yankees who, who was uh who's pitching for the Sox I don't remember but all I know is it was the first game of the regular season in the season following the epic collapse of, of the, Yan- the Yankees and, and the, the ALCS. and the Red Sox won the World Series and oh my god Yankee oh my god. Stadium was like this heaving aggressive uh, nasty beast people were pissed i mean the red sox had won the world series the yankees had collapsed yeah. and yes, yes people was, were out for blood and we were with our buddy rich and dave and we were at those field boxes yeah, field level seats so, so but, but dave wait, called me yeah dave yeah. called me and he's like hey i got tickets my firm's tickets for opening day yeah we're going with rich and this guy I know, Brad. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm in. Let's go. Let's right. do this. And so, go ahead. Yeah, no, go on. I remember. So we were in the. It was it was that field level box, but and it was four seats, and there was two and two. It wasn't four together. So Dave and Rich, uh, Dave and Rich took the seats in front, and I was sitting next to this dude, Brad, who Dave knew. So so let me now back up a little bit back further. Up. So. Dave invited me as well, and I, too, asked him, well, who else is going? And he said, Rich and my friend Stephen Cook. I'm like, oh, okay, what does Stephen do? And Because I know Rich. Mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew Rich. Uh, and he's like, oh, Stephen is a Middle East fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Because obviously I have an affinity for the Middle East and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, interesting. And, you know, maybe I looked you up a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, so we go to the game. You, you, did you search me on the, on, the, on the CFR website? It was my first picture there. I looked like it was like my bar mitzvah photo. No, but I remember telling this to you when we first met. I, at the time, uh, was a subscriber to foreign affairs mm-hmm. and you had recently written an article about about iraq no 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 it was my it was my article about reform how to how to do reform in the arab world 
It wasn't an Iraq piece. Are there was a rock sure? in it. Okay. Yeah. There was something specific about Iraq that I remembered reading. Okay. And I had no idea who you were when I read it. But You're it like, was not long. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, longer. No, because you know, you read foreign affairs and you're like, oh, do these people know what they're talking about? These are always well written, well thought out pieces that are scholarly yet accessible at the same time. Um, so we met and we, so we go to the game. And do you remember um, who was playing first base for the Yankees? Who was playing first base for the Yankees? 2005. This- this was the return of Tino Martinez. Tino Martinez, right. Okay. I, I was just saying, wasn't it Tino Martinez? Yeah, but he came back. He was gone. They, he went to the, the Rays for a couple seasons. Really? And this, yeah, this was his first game back. And he made an unbelievable play at first. And but, the Yankees won that game. Yeah, which is, which but I remember yeah. what happened was we started – talking about stuff uh-huh. and we realized that like I grew up on Long Island, yeah. you grew up on New Jersey, but we had all the same, yeah. like we started finishing each other's sentences. I said, you had me a Jerry Naren <laughs> when we talked about Thurman Munson being yeah. killed in August, 1979. And then the next day, this guy, Jerry Naren, the catcher. And you yeah. said something about Jerry Naren. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is my long lost brother. I think you had me at, that you're from Plainview, Long Island, and I grew up in Plainfield, New Jersey. But honestly, we realized, and I still tell this to people, that we essentially were living parallel lives without knowing each other. Exactly. Like 50 miles as the crow flies. We were living these, these parallel lives. Even to the extent that we both lived in Jerusalem at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You lived in, and you knew Evan. Yeah. And I, mean, I know Evan, my friend yes, Evan, who's a connect- listener. Yeah, you worked we, at IDI with Evan while exactly, I was exactly. going around elsewhere in Jerusalem at the we, same year, and we figured that out that at the game, at the game, exactly when we talked about um, living in Israel, and you, I guess we we talked about IDI, and you're like, "Oh, my friend Evan," and I'm like, "Boom!" So, <laughs> yeah, and, and then, then and then not long after, we you and I met up for lunch. We had lunch. Well, I told you, I discovered. That your yeah. father-in-law is the great Howard yeah. Sachar. And right. I told you, I said, I have volume one right. of the history of Israel. I was like, but every time I go into a used bookstore, I crawl around looking for volume two. And then we emailed and we were having lunch and you showed up with volume two, which was awesome. We went to a Turkish restaurant yes, on the east side. on the side. east side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Turkish restaurant on the east side. That was a good place. That was a good place. Oh, I could use some. Do you tools. remember the name of it? It was like in Midtown. <laughs> it was like Sultan, you know, something like that. Like Kashim Pasha, you know, which is the neighborhood that Erdogan's from. Who knows? Yeah. It was and good then, though. We had good and, kebab. And then that was sort of the beginning. And then the next step in our relationship was introducing the wives. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And the we went out to dinner. I think uh, Lauren was pregnant at yeah. the time. Yeah. Matt yeah. with Maddie. Yes. Holy smoke, <laughs> dude. We're so old. So now it feels like we've known each other for a lifetime. But it's because... funny. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I think about that. That was a long time ago, man. It was, but we like became very we became good friends very quickly. Right, right. Like, and it then was, the, it was the, obvious. The, it was the like, texting yeah. during the Yankee games. 
That's that's with the, the endless thing. texting during the Yankee game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Rich was on some of those decks for a while. Then he dropped off of them. It just became our time. Yeah. It's so funny. It's funny how and you know, even your mom says this to My me, mom, right. My mom talks about like, this. It's very strange that as adults Right, find people who you become such good friends. Women rare, more readily make friends as adults with other women, but dudes do not. Like, how many of these kind of sad stories where like the wife predeceases the husband, and he doesn't, and the guy doesn't really have any friends independent of his wife's friends and their friend. You know, but I I say this with, um, you know. Not in any judgmental kind of way or, you know, not trying to categorize anything. You and I are like more open people than right, the average fair. guy. Like, <laughs> like most guys are just like, I know who I like. I have my friends. Right, I don't right, want to right. fuck with anybody else. Like, I'm not interested in talking to other people. And I, I feel like neither one of us are actually like that. Like, we're right. both open to like, oh, this person is nice. This person is cool. This person is interesting. Like, yeah, let's hang let out. Talk, right. Yeah, let me talk to them. I have, I can think of like a handful of dudes that I've made friends with as adults. The two guys I was with yeah. yesterday afternoon. And then another New York story and a, and a, and a dedicated Amen Corner listener, my friend Peter. Yeah. Who, this is a crazy story. I... I got asked to write questions for the chair of our board who is interviewing King Abdullah of Jordan at a New York economics club meeting. And this is, you know, again, this is like 2004, 2005. And so I wrote the questions and I, I sent them back and I said, Hey, is it possible for me to go? I think it would be like a real thrill. And they said, sure. And so I show up and in this like enormous ballroom at one of the big hotels in New York. And I'm literally at the last table, like uh-huh. way, way. Like, you needed binoculars to see King Abdullah. But there's a guy sitting next to me who's a member, and he always jokes. He goes, "This just goes to show how important a member I am of the New York Economics right, Club." That and we got to talking. Yeah, and we've been friends ever since. Who's this? My friend Peter. Peter McCall. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And yeah. you guys are good friends. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, yeah. I need to. I owe him a phone call because we well, haven't we haven't uh, clearly, called him. Talked clearly, about the end of the world in a while, but clear, clearly 2004, 2005. Yeah, it was like great recept- years for making friends. Your receptors were open, and you were just in a very uh, expansive mood, and you wanted to. Well, it was uh, also, you know, it was also a kind of interesting moment in my life because I was out of grad school, first yeah. job, back in New York after forever. Yeah, we didn't have kids, so like yeah. for that first year or so. We were like out and about a lot and stuff like that. It was just, it was a very fun time. Not that having Not kids. Not that the rest wasn't fun. No, fun and right. it's interesting because when you have kids and they start to, it's actually when they start to like become school age, like even preschool, right. then you start to meet people right. who have kids who are your kids' age. So generally they're around your age and you may or may not have things in common with them. And that's also where you get a, a set of friends when you're right. an adult. And some right. of them, Our, like we have a group of friends here, they're like Maddie's friends. Barry. Right. Some of them stick and some of them don't. Yeah, yeah, that's you exactly know? right. Like I'm friends with also an Amen Corner listener who he and his uh, his daughter and Talia played soccer together. Yeah. And they live around here, and we started carpooling, and 
he's just like you and me. Like, you know, we start talking about things. It's just like, oh, okay, I know who you are. Like, right, right, right. We're, we're good. We're friends. But it's, and, it is funny, though. Like, so anybody who listens to this is like, so you guys grew up together? Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> we had the same uh, sensibilities. And I feel like that's what it boils down to. Like, we were the same age, more or less. We grew up watching and listening to the Had same I gone to Emory? Things. Yeah, we would have been friends with Emory. <laughs> like Observer. Yeah. I'm actually glad I didn't go to Emory. I probably would have failed out. You wouldn't have failed out as the much as... The weather's too nice for me. No, I no, needed, nobody, like, gray, nobody, rainy nobody snow out. in February. Nobody, it's not like Tulane where you can actually fail out because you're drunk all the time. Like, Emory, at least when I was there... Yeah. You weren't going to fail out, but you weren't necessarily going to go to a lot of classes. Well, that was the thing. I remember when I looked at it, I flew down there and it had to have been February, early March. Yeah. And it's nice. a friend of mine from camp went there and Ooh. he picked me up at the airport. And the first thing we did was go to his fraternity house for a Who drink. Was it? And it was, what's that? Who was it? Um, <laughs> you can't remember. We're not friends anymore. I'm totally forgetting. Um, I'll remember in a minute. And we and it was just so nice out. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, the temptations of this place is just too much. Yeah, but so then, I got off the plane back in New York. My parents were like, How'd you like it? I was like, Oh my God, I loved it. And like, so you want to go there? I was like, No. Yeah. I'm curious to know who your friend was who went to Emory. I will was he, he was, a, he was not he was probably I think he was an AE Pi. Was there an AE Pi at, at, at Emory at the time? Or yeah. ZBT? One of those no, two. AE Pi. I think it was an AIPI. He was a camp friend, so he had to be an AIPI. He's probably a douche. <laughs> no, he's a very he's an AIPI, I'm sorry. No, no, that's remember. not fair. That's not fair. My sister will remember who. who. Was he a year ahead of me or two years You ahead know, of he was two years ahead of me. So I probably wouldn't So you didn't probably didn't know him. Or he yeah. was like a senior when you were a freshman. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Especially if he was an AIPI. So that, I mean, like, and that, I, the Yankee, I mean, it's so, like, I think it's important symbolically that we met at Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Totally, place. totally. That, Didn't we meet up at the bat? It was the old stadium. Like we, we our yeah, rendezvous yeah. point was the bat. It couldn't not have been the bat. Like right, where, the, where uh, else do you meet? Yeah. I mean, I guess stands, but none of us are like really big drinkers before games no, or anything like no, that. No, no, we were not drinking before the game. And if anything, we had like one beer, if anything. Right, I don't think I drank a beer that night. But I just remember that... I remember the stadium was just like this well, it was heaving beast. Night. It was a Sunday night. Sunday right? night. ESPN game of the week. Opening weekend, Sunday night. It was 58,000 aggressive Yankee yeah. fans. Angry, upset. And we're watching the game and talking Middle East at the yes. same time. And the Yankees won. Right. And Jewish we're geography. Like, and we're like, why couldn't they have just won this game in October instead of in April? I got to be honest with you. I didn't like Randy Johnson on the Yankees. Nobody Talk did. about a douche. Well, he was a douche, and he was also at the end of his career, right. and he was not at the height of his powers anymore. So he still won, I right. believe, 17 games in each of the two seasons that he pitched for the Yankees, which is nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze I know, but still, it just it seemed <laughs> like me to me. He didn't they have got, the you intimidation know, factor anymore. Right, and it, it also seemed to me, I remember, again, it was this – and, the, and that off season when the Red Sox finally won the World Series, it was like we got to do something. Yankees got to do something. That was the big move. It wasn't enough. It, yeah, it wasn't enough. 
They and they didn't win again until two thousand nine, and they haven't won, won since. since. I was talking about this yesterday, also with uh, my. So who's going to be Eric. shortstop? I'll tell you who's not going to be shortstop. Is who's Volpe. not going to be is not going to make the opening. He's not going to make the no. They'll bring him up in like June, I think, uh-huh. and he will be the starting shortstop this season. But he's okay. not going to open the season as okay. a shortstop. Okay, I believe and I, I think Kiner Falefa is probably not long for the team. Or kind of falafel. At least he will be on the bench he can, shortly. Yeah. He can retire and start a falafel, falafel place called Kinder Falafel. Kinder Falafel. Kinder it's Falafel. The nice, it's yeah. the nice falafel place. You get some Palestinians, you get some Israelis, everybody cooperates. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The Kinder Falafel. It's about as likely as him finishing, <laughs> the, finishing the season as the starting shortstop. Yeah. Oh my God! Kinder falafel with mm. no with no Middle Easterners involved. That's no passion. Just at him. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. What the Yankees? Yeah. Eh, they're, they're not doing anything this season. Everybody's eh. already hurt. Everybody's hurt. I, again, I was talking about this yesterday. Um, what's his name? Frankie Montas, who they traded yeah. for in the middle of last season, who was obviously hurt when they got him. Got him. They decided he's, he's out for the season, right? No, he's out for a while. Okay. Uh, they decided to have surgery in like February. Like, yeah. But he got hurt in August. And what I was talking about with my friend Eric yesterday is like, where is the accountability in the front <laughs> office? Like, they're, these guys all got re, re-signed to bigger contracts. Yep. Brian, Brian Cashman has been the general manager of the I'm Yankees done. since before – our children were born. He, he, didn't he start out as an intern for yes. for, for uh who's the general? Bob manager? Watson. Bob Watson, that's right. Yes, he was a family friend of the Steinbrenners. And that's why they can't get rid of him. No, come on, that's bullshit. George Steinbrenner would have fired anybody, including his own mother, if she did a bad <laughs> job. But Hal's a nicer, nicer guy. You know what? It's to his detriment. And, and if George were still alive, it would be a shit show of a different kind. Where, right, right. You remember the revolving door of managers, and it was <laughs> he bad. would dig up Billy Martin from the dead. He would, and it was not good. The best no. thing that ever happened to the Yankees was in the early '90s when Steinbrenner was suspended from all baseball activities. Right. They built the farm system. They built the dynasty right. in his absence. Right. But since then, and then he died in like the early like 2010s, I believe. The and beginning of the end, the beginning of the end was the Jason Giambi signing. Yes, that was after they lost in 2001. Mm-hmm. At the height of the steroid era, they brought in the biggest steroid abuser <laughs> south of Bobby Bonds and made him their everyday first baseman. So, this is, I just want people to know this was the kind of tenor of the conversation yeah, exactly. in that box. Exactly. At opening day, we're still having the same conversation that we had <laughs> seventeen. Dude, you had me at Jerry Naren. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thurman Munson died. He Thurman Munson died on my birthday. Dude, can you imagine I, that? My eleventh birthday, favorite baseball player. I had a Thurman Munson T-shirt, so on and so forth. Jordan, good- uh, Stephen, I just called you Jordan for a second. Um, <laughs> The reason I remember your birthday is because it's the day that Thurman Munson <laughs> right. At this point, that's how I remember my birthday. Well, obviously. Oh, it's the anniversary uh, of 
Thurman Munson's death but and my like, birthday. But it's like that date is etched in my mind. And I'm like, oh, August 2nd, like Thurman Munson died and it's Steven's birthday. I got to call him. Like, we, you don't we, always, you do don't you remember always we remember went to, my birthday? We went to Jeter's last game. Yes. And no, we, we, went to the, we went to the museum yes. and you have that picture of me. It's still yes. on my phone of me. Like, Yes, like taking it at, at, at Thurman Munson's jersey. I still have that picture. <laughs> we also went to, I'm embarrassed to say. Apollo Neal Day. Apollo Neal Day. <laughs> Can't talk about Trump. No, we can talk about Apollo Neal, though, being a fucking asshole. What's with all these Yankees? Mario Rivera? Unbelievable. I mean, he's a big time evangelical. I think you know that when he, right you know, there. his walking music was Sandman, yeah, just, but he I wanted mean, yeah. it to be some gospel song, and they're like, You can't do that. Yeah, they're like, Yeah, it's not gonna really work. It's uh, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. I'm sure that Derek Jeter is no Trump supporter, though. Mm, he seems too smart, savvy, dude. Yes, plus he's a little bit more aware of right. um, reality. I think I'll tell you, those were the days, those 2004, 2005, 2006, like. Living on the Upper East Side, I would see the Yankees all the time. Had lunch next to Posada. Nice. Um, you know the story of waiting online at the diner, at Googie's Diner, which doesn't exist any longer. With A-Rod? No, this was – no, I have an A-Rod story. Um, we're standing online to get into Googie's Diner. This is pre-kids. It's yeah. Morin and my in-laws. And my father-in-law says, hey, that guy looks just like Derek Jeter. And, and I turn my head and I go, that's because that is Derek Jeter. Yeah. Then we call my father and we're like, Derek Jeter's in the diner with us. And he's like, go see what he's eating. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I had to get up and walk past him, pretend that he was going to the bathroom, and then call my father back and be like, pancakes. Is that what he was okay. having? Pancakes? Yeah. Then, no, my A-Rod story is my dad and I went to the game. You weren't – You weren't. it was just the two of us. Yeah. Yankees, Oakland, A-Rod struck out like four times and made three errors. Good game. Next, and they lose. And it was like, it sucked. It was so bad. They lost like, whatever, like five nothing. My father's like, come on, I want to get home. (laughs) So we left. You think? Anyway, the next day, I'm standing on the island at 68th Street. and You know, Park Avenue has those islands? Yep. And there's this enormous man. And a woman and another dude. And I'm like looking at this giant guy. And I'm like, how do I know him? How do I know him? I'm like, oh, shit, it's A-Rod. And then he proceeded to strike out a fifth No, and I was like, do I heckle him about last night's game? I'm like, he's yeah. pretty large. Yeah, I'm just going to be chill. Yeah. Then this I called my boss. This is a better part of Valley, and I'm like, he's yeah. in a meeting. Yeah. Right? You know, my boss is a huge sports fan. Yeah. Because I was going to have him come down. Right. And, and say hi. And, and so like, at he's A-Rod. In a meeting. So then they're like. I heard you called. I was like, well, A-Rod was right outside the building. Like, yeah. oh, for that, I can be pulled out of a meeting. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So going back to um, Randy Johnson. Yeah. And and seeing players on the street. Yeah. Michelle spotted Randy Johnson once. She was online at some, like, corner deli. I, want, I just want you to know, stop right there, yeah. that you are definitely from the New York metropolitan area because only people online. from the New York metro say online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I've said that in the back. Excuse me, are you online? They're like, in I'm line. in line, but in I'm line. not quite online right and now. And you're like, shut fuck the fuck you. Up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> My so, bagels are better than yours. Okay, so, go ahead. So Michelle recognized Randy Johnson, and she was standing in or online, depending yeah. on where you're from. <laughs> and she turned to him and she said, 
my husband is a really big Yankees fan. Do you mind if I take a picture? Right. And he said, actually, yes, I do mind. <laughs> dick. And she's like, what a dick. <laughs> it was like, I remember years ago, and this, this won't surprise you. I was in Grand Central Station with a couple of kids from camp, and we were going to visit another friend from camp who lived in Westchester. So like yeah. we had taken the Long Island Railroad in, then we went to Grand Central, and we're in Grand Central, and one of the kids was a huge Mets fan, and Dave Kingman walked Ooh. by. And, and he struck like, out also. Yeah, he struck out also. He's like, aren't you Dave Kingman? Aren't you Dave Kingman? Exactly. The guy's like, no, I'm not. And he like brushes past him. It was so obviously Dave Asshole. Kingman. Asshole. Look, it can't be easy, like, wherever you go having people gawk at you and be like, oh, look, it's Dave Kingman. Or, right, right, right. or actually worse, people saying, like, you struck out four times. <laughs> right, right. A-Rod, and I fucking hate you because <laughs> you blew the game. You ruined my night last yeah, night. Exactly. Exactly. That can't be easy. Although, you know, these guys make a lot of money. Right. And they got a lot of accolades, so they right. got to take I mean, I didn't say anything good. to Posada when I was sitting next to him. The yeah. funniest is when we lived in New York, again, same era, pre-kids, and yeah. Lauren and I would be out and about a lot. And we would see celebrities. Yeah. Hank Azaria, Woody Allen, you know. Uh, and I'd be like, hey, check it out. It's Woody Allen. She'd be like, where? <laughs> She'd completely miss it. You know who my big celebrity sighting is on the Upper West Side? Who's that? Richard Kind. <laughs> Rick Moranis in, no. uh, in Zabar's? You saw him there? Yeah. I see Richard Kind regularly, and he, like, mutters to himself. Like, he looks like he's unhinged. Oh, really? Yes. I, you know who I saw also um, on the East Side was Anthony Edwards. He was on Broadway. He was doing yeah. something on Broadway. And I would be like, Goose! You're alive. Yeah. I once saw Anthony Michael Hall in the diner across the street. And you'd see the, the guys from um, Law and Order. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, but that's like, York. that's like, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, that's the, the, the origin story is bringing me back. All the memories are like rushing back to me of the days of like early Stephen Lauren, New York. Yeah. Well, like the day I, I, I walked into Steven Spielberg on Mar on Madison Avenue. That was you, funny. Did you spill your coffee on him? No, I was reading the paper. It was so early in the morning. Because remember, when we first moved to New York, this is before I met you, I, we didn't move in until June. Uh -huh. And I had to be in New York in April. And so I lived with Rich in his tiny little apartment in um, Hell's Kitchen. Uh -huh. And I used to walk from there. And it was so small. Like, it was, it was just ridiculous. Like, all my suits were in the office. I'm like, what, if I had to pee in the middle of the night, I literally had to step over him. Oh, sorry, dude. Anyway. That's so funny. So I would leave pretty early in the morning and I would read the paper while there's no one on the streets. And one morning on Madison Avenue, I walked into this guy walking his dog and it turned out it was Steven Spielberg. That's so funny. He was cool about it. Dude, can you imagine, I look Jewish. But... Can you imagine if you had to live with Rich now or anybody else and like, the, like having to fuck step out of over him at three o'clock in the morning because your, your pee, you can't pee. <laughs> More frequently now. And it's worse because I've been hydrating so much because of this cough. So, yeah. <coughs> there it is. First time in. Nice. Nice. Welcome. Yeah. All right. I think, All right so that's um, the origin story. I think we tell the origin story. Now, um, we didn't talk too much about Trump, so I think we're making a lot of people happy. I feel a special episode coming up, though. We'll see what's going to happen this week.
We'll see what's going to happen this Dude, I'm really, I mean, it's funny, but not funny because it's going to be fine. I mean, he's calling for violence. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, look, we did not predict January 6th. Yeah, it's true. I don't think it's as organized as that. And I think that they're, they're. They'll be ready, obviously. First of all, it's New York City. They're not, you're not fucking around in New York. No, but like you can imagine his and followers in Arizona trying in to storm the federal building in we'll Phoenix see. or whatever. We'll see. Well, anyway, I have to run. You have to go. Yeah. Okay. The show is done. The, the show is done. story has been told. Okay. And now we are exiting in a way that will appeal to Maddie Cook. Okay. Well, have a good right. one. Thank you. Everybody have a good time have a good today. One. Have a good rest of your weekend. Enjoy whatever it is that you do. <laughs> so nice and be well and think about our origin story and think about the friends that we have that's right that's a good idea it's, it's like a mis- mr rogers mr rogers <laughs> <laughs> all right we're out we're out